T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. White defends the ball again. Now Tatum switches on to Williams. He scores. Man, what a ball game. This thing turned with about eight minutes to go in the fourth. White dribbles it up. Gets it to Tatum. Going for the quick two. No, they send it up. Porzingis. His three-pointer goes. It's a two-point game. This is a monstrous call. Oh, that definitely Ooh. two. Four-point game. White to the corner. Finds Brown. Turns. Shoots. Missed it. Thunder win. Well... That'll snap the Celtics' recent hot streak as they fall 127-103 in OKC. Their six-game win streak is over. It's a pretty good Thunder team on the other side. I don't want to excuse away a loss, but it's not like it was to a bad team. That's a good young team. I want to say something from the jump because I'm already seeing it in the Twitch chat. We get this a lot. Okay. Okay. Oh, the Celtics lost, so now you'll talk about them. Uh No we were talking about this off-air midday yesterday, uh, that saying is... we're going to pivot, do some Celtics talk tomorrow. We just had a lot of Patriots to catch up on, so don't blame us. Well, it's it's somewhat accurate, because if they won going away, I might have changed my mind on that. But no, go, going into the game last night, I was saying, hey, today might be a Celtics day. We're talking to Scal at 4 o'clock, and what do you know? They lose, and we're talking about them. Uh that is a good Thunder team on the other side. So let's get that out of the way. It's not some bum team. If you're unfamiliar and you're not following the NBA because, I don't know, you're locked in on the Patriots or it's still football season and you haven't had a chance to catch up. No, no, no. You're trying to catch up watching all this college that football so you know who to look for. Now we're talking. When you're, you're looking at your own little mock draft. You're, you're watching together. all the bowls. Yes, that's what you're doing. Uh, OKC is 23-9. and nine. They're the second best team in the West behind Minnesota, who the Celtics also lost to. So let's get all that out of the way. Fine. All well and good. I'm not calling it a terrible loss or anything like that. However, moral la- victory is no, what you're saying. I'm not saying moral victory. I'm just saying another another one of these things where when the Celtics lose, the same issues crop up. And, and, and there is like a familiar pattern all the time. They get out shot from three, which is a big one. Missoula highlights. They have terrible third quarters, which they had last night, 40 to 25. They get outscored. Tatum and Brown are plagued by turnovers, which you see last night. Uh, each of them had four. So Browns were really bad. They were. And so I just think you see a lot of the same familiar symptoms over and over again. Not that you expect them to go 82-0. and And those things agitate me a little bit. Arkan, you said this. Drew Holiday was just carved up by SGA in that game last night. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think anybody did a good job defending him, but Holiday, he was a step behind, it seemed like, the entire game. That was a tough game all around for him. And I know he just came off an injury, but, man, you know, it's not like I miss Marcus Smart very often, but I feel like that was uh, that was one of those times. So 
I expected to hear some of that today, and let me just get this out of the way. <laughs> like, I actually think last night is proof that it's good to not have Smart anymore because they moved off of Holiday. I, I don't know how often this team would move off of Smart because of his role within the team and his prowess within the team and being the longest-tenured self. They were hesitant to do that. And it's like, fine, it's not Holiday's night. He's getting carved up. Peyton Pritchard got in there. The defense turned a little bit. They were on a run. Stick with the hot hand. Like, you should, you should do that. They may have stuck with Peyton a bit long. Uh, sure, fine. It's the very waning minute. But it, but it worked. It worked. So, like, I, I am not screaming from the rooftops that the Celtics are screwed or this is a bad loss last night or anything like that. It's a, it's a loss to a good team. They haven't been great on the road. I'd like to see them beat some of those top teams out west. They've lost to Minnesota. They've lost to OKC. So, like, minor gripes here and there. But I, I still, and I've been consistent in saying this, they're the best team in the league. I think they should win the championship this year. But it's not the first time I've said that about the Celtics. I said that the year when they had Kyrie and Hayward and Tatum and Brown were young and they had Horford and Rozier and Smart were on the bench on that team. Marcus Morris, like, that was a deep, ridiculously talented team in 2019. And they choked. I said it about them last year. And they ch- I've said it about them a bunch in the bubble. Like, I thought they're the most talented team for a while, or at least on a, on a short list of that. And so if they weren't going to win a title, I bet there's a lot of people out there that agree with me and think they will win a championship this year. They should. What's the main reason they don't if they can't get there? And I think last night may show some of the cracks in this team. Uh, it's our big question of the day. We start every show with it here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. You can weigh in on the phone, 617-779-7937. My biggest issue with this team remains whether or not Tatum and Brown fit and work together at a championship level. They've proven they can win playoff series. They've proven they can go on deep runs. They've proven they can go to a finals. But how do they work together? And can that bring home a championship? And until they do, I'm going to continue to wonder it. Last night again, Tatum and Brown, four turnovers each. How do they play off one another? And I know this team has way more talent. Porzingis, Holiday. You know, you see the ascension from Derek White. You still have Horford. I like what some of the younger guys like Pritchard have done. Hauser have done. You're getting a little bit out of Cornette. So fine, make an addition here and there on the margins. You have a ton of talent. Again, it's still going to be Tatum and Brown that have to carry them there. And until they do it and until they prove they can sacrifice with one another and work together with one another in the context of a championship, I'll continue to question it. And that remains my biggest issue with this team, Mego. I think it's fair to say. I know people are so tired of the J&J narrative because we've been doing it for years, but they still haven't won the championship and they still don't always play the most complimentary way, the way that you see other duos playing. I don't think it's because they don't like each other or they lack some chemistry on the court. I think it's just because they play the same position. And some of the things that they do are kind of redundant. So it's not as clear as when you see a center playing with a guard or, and playing off each other that way. I would say out of all these options, and this may surprise some people who follow me and my thoughts on the Celtics, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks because at this point in the season, I think that Celtics fans and people who are following this team specifically are really overlooking what's happening in Milwaukee. So just to be clear, you're going with competition in the East, specifically the Bucks, over... Joe Missoula. Over coaching. Over Amazing. coaching. Wow. 
Yeah. I, honestly, Arkin, isn't this is progress, isn't this? It I feel, is. I feel like this is progress some movement. towards what? This is this is me uh, simping for Joe. Well, yes. yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pro- progress towards simping for Joe. Exactly. Putting on some seal, getting in the yeah. dojo. I just, I mean, look, I'm all for. I'm that all stuff for, gets me excited. All for playing the hits on a take. I'm all for playing the hits on a take. But I just, I fully expected you to go Missoula. On this I one. can't hate on Missoula right now after what they did on that West Coast road trip, coming off of that uh, loss to the Warriors, and then just getting right back to the nose to the grindstone and winning those next three games and winning against the Pistons in an overtime win where you could look at it and say, like, oh, the Pistons, like, they're historically bad. Whatever, you still won. Like, his message is getting through right now. The team, for the most part, is playing really well. So I, I can't fault Missoula right now. I can look at the She kind of likes though. him. I think she kind of likes him now. Can I give you a few numbers? Sure. Don't give me that much credit. <laughs> sure. So man. you've only seen the Bucks once this year, and you beat them 119 to 116, close game in November. But if you look at the scoring that the Bucks are managing right now, uh, Giannis is scoring 31 points per game. Let's compare that to Jason Tatum, 27 points per game. Giannis is shooting 60% from the field, which is just absolutely ridiculous efficiency. Jason Tatum is shooting 47, whatever, like about what he usually does. But then you look at the secondary scores. Uh, Damian Lillard, who their big addition, is scoring 25 points per game. He's almost as productive as your best player in Jason Tatum. Jalen's about 23 points per game. And then you go to uh, Jalen Brown and Porzingis with their shooting, 33 and 34% from behind the arc, which you know is going to be the difference when these two teams square up against each other and are chucking a zillion threes because that's just the way the game goes now. Yep. Lillard and Middleton are both shooting uh, more than 36% from the arc. So they just are running a more efficient and better offense overall. I think it's going to be your defense who makes the difference. I'm just not overlooking the Bucks because as much as you've made incredible additions in the offseason, their additions are paying off very well, at least on one half of the court. And Lillard's a killer, right? And that that's mm-hmm. still looming. Not that yeah, he's won a title and yet. And Giannis has, and Middleton have won it before. Sure. So, Mego goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. I say it's the Tatum-Brown fit. Uh, no one has gone with coaching yet. That's shocking. Mego didn't do that. Uh, individual agendas is also an option. And Arkan, uh, hold your thoughts for a moment. Because I want to play you something that Gordon Hayward said on Paul George's podcast. So, if you hear a second voice, it's uh, it's Paul George discussing what went wrong with the 2018-2019 Celtics. And while he's talking about that team, apply it to this year's group. Let's hear it. In my eyes, it was just we all had too many agendas. And the agenda to win the whole thing was not the main one. Not to blame anyone either because I think it was all human nature. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. coming back from where the last season that I played, I was an all-star. So I'm trying to prove that I'm still an Mm all-star. Kyrie was hurt the year before, too. Didn't miss the playoffs. So he's trying to prove like this is still his team. And Mm -hmm. then you've got Mm -hmm. JT and Mm -hmm. Jalen and Terry Mm -hmm. who are coming off where they're all starting, make Mm -hmm. it to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. They're all trying to prove like we've arrived. Y'all are loaded. We had probably eight players that had career highs of like over 40 Mm -hmm. who were all like Mm -hmm. arguably in their prime. The other problem is there was too many of us in the exact same position. We Mm -hmm. all needed the ball. We all rocked with the ball. Were y'all having those hard conversations of like, hey, we get it. It's one basketball. Mm-hmm. Like we got. We had like out. eight of them. Okay, okay. <laughs> at least okay. got worse every <laughs> yeah. time. I mean, it was like one of those things where it's like we've had five players only meetings, and mm-hmm. you know, things were said that were the right things. But I think it, like I said, it's just in it's one ear, right out, right out yeah. the other. Like, okay, that sounds nice, and 
we do need people to sacrifice, but that person shouldn't be me. Even so, we still made it to the second round, and that was with all the difficulties that we had. Okay, so what What a loser. Ooh, I like that. That's how you pepper a take right there. What a loser Gordon Hayward is. He's like, well, I mean, we still got to the second round. You loser. You got to the second round. That team should have won the championship, number one. Number two, lost in all the mm-hmm-ing and agreeing in the background from Paul George is Gordon Hayward saying, well, yeah, everybody on the team was like, yeah, we're saying the right things in our eight players' meetings, players-only meetings, but all of us are like, yeah, somebody else better sacrifice because it's not going to be me. Hey, Gordon, could you have sacrificed (laughs) in (laughs) retrospect? Gordon, you should have sacrificed a little bit more. You should have been the one doing it. So, Arkan, this is your issue potentially with this team. You think the same things could get in the way of a title this year like it did in 2019 with Kyrie and Hayward and Tatum and Brown and Horford and Rozier and Smart and Marcus Morris and whoever else I'm missing, which was a loaded, loaded team. Yeah, and this is a loaded team here too. And I don't think that this is as... uh, I don't know, egocentric of a team maybe as before. I don't think Drew Holiday is the type of player Kyrie was or Rozier or anybody. Uh, Porzingis, I'm not really sure. It's sort of hard to read him sometimes. I don't Mm. get that sense from him. Thank you. But I do think that in terms of individual agendas, I mean, that can be a problem. It's it's been a problem with this team in the postseason. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about like on-court agendas, like not what they're doing off the court or what their other interests are Mm -hmm. or them being friends or any of that other stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, like mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. on-court agendas, which I think can, uh, in in the postseason in particular, when things get real serious, you see that start to happen. And it's like, all right, well, we need Tatum this night. Well, we need Brown this night. And it's never the team all working together. Like, it's just, you know, like they can't they can't get past it. No. And I think that's been a real problem and a real issue. I agree with you. And, you know, I think there is some overlap between Tatum and Brown and the individual agendas and whether or not guys are ready to sacrifice. That team wasn't. The 2008 Celtics famously were. Those guys were at the right point in their career. Is this team at that point? What's the main issue standing in the way of a title? They should win it, right? They should win the title. If they don't, why not? What what would have them coming up short? Coaching, the individual agendas Arkham was discussing. Mego thinks it's the Bucks. I'm still going with Tatum and Brown and whether or not they fit together. You can weigh in 617-779-7937. We'll ask this question to Brian Scalabrini. He makes his weekly appearance at 4 o'clock here on Jones and Mego. We'll also talk to Dan Orlovsky. Don't forget about the Patriots here today. Uh, he's at 3.30. We'll ask him about his shoe sniffing and pancake eating off the floor, uh, along with Belichick's future. He had a wild week. Real wild Our week, yeah. which we'll uh-huh. get to again at 3.30. Uh, of course, we have triple play at 4.45, Meg's planning at 5.30, and some picks for tonight in Bet Roulette at 5.45. Stay tuned for all of it. We'll get to your phone calls and whether or not the Celtics actually are ready to sacrifice right after trending with our kid. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. When you look at that result of, of everybody kind of working together so far this season, are you able to 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 point to one thing that's the difference? The first names that came to mind when you said what's 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 leading it or what's driving it, I, I really did think of Jalen and Jason. I mean, look at Jalen. He in the off season he signed a big contract, to say the least, and that's a lot of pressure. It's it's a great situation for someone to be in, but it's also you know, he's come back and he's playing hands down the best basketball of his life, and he was already an all-star. Um, and so he's taken that and put it into um, team play. He wants to win. He knows the goal. He, he buys in completely to the goal. I'm not trying to speak for him, but it's just obvious that he and Jason are leading this team to, um, you know, cohesive, uh, you know, highly rated in offense, highly rated in defense, very connected. I, I'd put it first and foremost with Jason and Jalen, that they both stepped up and said they are willing to do what's necessary to try to, you know, keep piling up the wins. Wick Grosbeck yesterday on the Greg Hill Show here on WEEI. That's promising. Like, I like hearing that. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it that those two are going to lead the Celtics to a championship. And furthermore, that those two and others are going to sacrifice for the betterment of a title. It's easy to say that early in the year when you're 26-6 and six going into last night's game, which they lost, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not a huge deal, but a reason to look at some of the potential cracks on the Celtics, a team that even I think should win the championship. But it's no guarantee, and if they don't, why would they come up short? The thing that keeps ringing in my head, Mego, and we'll give you the updates to the, the poll question, and we'll get to your phone call, 617 617- 779-7937. I forget if it was, you know, a month or so ago when we talked to Scal. He said he's real interested in looking at all-star voting because he's seen all-star voting tear a team apart. And I do wonder again if that will be a, a pivot point in the season where guys are like, it's okay, I don't need another all-star appearance. Porzingis has been to an all-star game. Holiday's been. Tatum's a perennial all-star. Jalen Brown's been. And... I wonder if they approach it like, well, hey, I don't need another all-star appearance. I've been there. I've done that. Horford's been to all-star games. I guess Derek White might be the exception there. Do you think that's why they are making staging this little campaign publicly for Derek White? Potentially. They're rallying I, around him like some kind of mascot? Potentially, but I also think they know he's no threat to really make the all-star that's team. That's what I mean. Right. So, like, they're like, yeah, Derek White for the all-star game, but secretly Jalen wants to go, and Porzingis wants to go, and Tatum knows he's going, and they're like, it's easy to root for Derek White because they all know he has no real chance at going to the All-Star well, and game. And he's also got the smallest ego, maybe, at least in the Eastern Conference, that if too. not the entire NBA. And he's probably like, I don't care about the stinking All-Star game. I want a contract. <laughs> That's probably what Derek White is saying. So Scal told us this a while ago. And you guys know Scal. He can be pretty bullish on this team. And he said, I have seen All-Star voting tear teams apart before. It's nice to hear that from Wick, that the Jays are sacrificing and they're leading the way. This is a pivot point in the season. If the guys really don't care about 
MVP votes and all-star appearances, and it's really, hey, Tatum's going, and if Porzingis and Jalen don't, oh, well, whatever. We have bigger goals. That's great. That'll be a great sign. But let's see if that's how it actually plays out. Because the 2018-2019 Celtics, as we played for you off the top from Gordon Hayward, that team had all the talent in the world. And if they could have put egos aside, that team could have won a title. They couldn't, so they didn't. What helps you out is that with Jalen and Jason is that their money's pretty sewn up. I, I know it's not exactly starting to pay out, but they're they're pretty set with what their contracts are going to be, which is a big difference from what was happening with that team that you mentioned, particularly with somebody like Terry Rogier, who was playing for a contract and was trying to prove himself to be a starting point guard in the league and ultimately was able to do that, especially that year that um, Kyrie was injured through the playoffs. But I think with this team, the only person who would have a in my opinion, a leg to stand on to complain about I want to be a, voted for the all-star game and I haven't been there before and I need my money and I haven't gotten the contract is Derek White. And it's almost like, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if they're kind of taking advantage of his humility because he has gotten so much better year over year since they traded for him from San Antonio. He's proven himself and he's waited. He didn't start any conflicts that we know of, at least, with Marcus Smart, even though he had that stretch last season where he proved himself to be a more capable point guard or guard in that spot over Marcus Smart and while he, he was out. He was sorry he to jump in, but he was says anything. He was consistently getting benched. Derek yes. was consistently getting Forrest sat Martin, down yeah. in fourth quarters for Smart, and he's better. Getting trotted out when he's like, I, I read a story that post game last night. He said that he was getting stitches above his eye for the fifth time since he's been in the league. Like that, he's consistently playing injured. He's the most available guy. Like I don't want to go over the top with this unsung hero stuff. I just think no, that they are very lucky. He's pretty sung. He's the, getting. Uh, he's okay. getting. He's right getting all star chance like, in San Antonio. He's pretty sung. You know, sung. there's something about that that is phony to me because you're not paying him. And you have made him wait his time and prove himself in every single sense. If there's anybody who has any, like you hear about Jalen Brown talking about sacrificing because he plays with the guy who's better than him on the team and Jason Tatum, who happens to be a year younger. It's like, when I look at sacrificing, it's just Derek White. And you're very lucky to have him in that position that he's not going to bitch and moan and cause drama on this team. But I don't think it's just them. Like, Drew Holiday got sat down last night. And that's one night, and I doubt that happens a ton, but what if it happens more? Even if it's not for Peyton Pritchard, or what if he's not getting touches? Is he okay with it? He's a champion. He's been there before. He's accomplished everything he needs to accomplish. So I keep an eye on Holiday. The real one, though, and Arkan, this is your side of the street. This is what you think would keep the Celtics short, so weigh in on this. The real one is Brown and Porzingis. Like, are are those guys going to get enough touches between the two of them to be happy? And they both got 18 shots last night. Porzingis had it going. Jalen didn't. But, like, that's the real one to watch. Derek White would be one. I'm not particularly worried about him. I'm saying he's the only one who has a real... No, he does. <laughs> who he's, has real issues to look at. He's in a at. contract push, and that whole team, if we're going to compare it to 2019, that whole team in 2019 basically needed a contract. Kyrie, Horford, Rozier, I think Smart was up that year, Marcus Mo- Like, that whole team needed contracts, and some of the younger players like Tatum and Brown still needed to assert themselves. So it's not a perfect analogy, 
But as Scal told us, that's the kind of thing that can tear teams apart, Arkan. Yeah, and Jalen Brown, I mean, that was a good example of that last night. If he plays a decent game, then they probably win that by a little bit, and I don't think that third quarter happens the way it did either. That was another thing that I didn't like in something that they had fixed. Those third quarters lately have been great, and uh, it seemed like the old Celtics last night. But, yeah, Brown, he had a ton of turnovers. He couldn't shoot. Like Nothing was really happening, and rather than kind of deferring and moving the ball around and, and racking up assists or at least just, you know, Know, stepping away from his uh, from the from the shots, he just kept chucking them up. And again, I mean, listen, it's the best team in the league, and they have a great record. And blah blah, blah all that's true. All that was true of last year's team. Last year's team was like eighteen and four at yep. one point. Like yep. they've had very good regular seasons. That's not what I'm worried about. And I'm not really even worried about a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm worried that the dynamic there, and that the you know, and it sort of bleeds into your uh, Brown and Tatum thing, Jones. But I just think that the on court agendas of Brown in particular, and now another guy, you're right with Porzingis coming in to take more of his shots away just doesn't that hasn't proven to work yet it's a good regular season and they're playing well they haven't proven that they're different from last year yet so that's how I feel I mean I I think they're better I think they're more talented but that's how I feel they haven't proven anything uh what's the main issue standing in the way of a Celtics championship and you may agree you may feel like we all I mean let's let's reset I don't know if I've asked this in a while I feel the Celtics should and will win the title this year do you think they will Mego they'll get back to the finals Okay, so, so that's a as no. much as I feel like the Bucks are standing in their way, I I think that they should. Yeah, I think they will. Okay. I think they will. Okay, they good. will. I'm not as bullish on it as you are, just because I haven't. I don't know. It's tough. Like there's this maturity level with them that they've demonstrated for the most part throughout this entire season that they have. Right, but it's barely. You know, but we've seen them do this, like, right. right. Last year, they had a hot start through the first third of the season as well. So I'm sitting here going, who are you going to be in March? Arkin, are they going to win it? No. Why? <gasps> so so we actually, we know why. Never mind. We know why. He says individual agendas. So this is my question. Maybe maybe you agree with Mego and I. They should win. I think they will win. If they don't, why do they come up short? And the results in the poll question today are staggering. And I think the Super PAC thought, <laughs> they knew what their leader was going to do today, Arkan, and she zagged. They, they thought she was going to zig. Hmm. She zagged. She switched parties on them. 42%. <laughs> she's gone green party on it. 42% say the main issue standing in the way of a Celtics championship is coaching. And none of us said that, by the way. None of us. None hmm. of the three of us yeah. said that. Uh, you can vote at Jones and Mego. Arkan is technically our, our leader right now. 22% say individual agendas. Split up the J's. Based on the comment. <laughs> That's out of context. From Gordon Hayward. What? Mego, you you say the Bucks at eighteen percent, uh, so you're in third. I'm in dead last. I I was talking about not necessarily splitting up the Jays, but I have some questions about the Jays at seventeen percent. People are just mad at you for dredging that up. I'm all alone in last place, uh, so you can weigh in on this six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll get into some particulars from last night as well. But what's the main issue standing in the way of the Celtics winning what I think will be Banner eighteen? If they come up short, what would it be? Jack is in Beckett. Get us started today, Jack. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You know, um, watching the game last night, I just, I'm tired of watching Jason Tatum not understand the importance of a possession when you're down by 10 or 12 uh, in the late minutes at the end of the game. You know, throwing up a brick or throwing up a shot off balance uh, just drives me nuts. I think that White has proven that he is at times twice as clutch as Jason Tatum, for all of Jason Tatum's talent. Well, hang on. Now, hang on, hang on. Let me, really let me, Jack, through. Jack, hang on. Uh, what are you laughing at back there, Ryan? I'm not That's laughing so great. at that. He gets one either. tip in. He's the cl- most clutch player uh, ever. Well, how many of those does Tatum have? 
I mean, not to sound like Arcand uh, over here dumping on Tatum and his clutchness because he thinks Paul Pierce is like the most clutch player of it's all time. It's just really convenient to dump on Jason Tatum when he's not making those shots. He makes those shots. Those off-balance shots you hate so much, he usually makes those. No, so but that's really not really what we're that. talking about. We're talking about... How many buzzy buzzer beaters does he yeah, make? He had a 17. nice one in the uh, second quarter last night. Who, who hit a big three last night? White. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think White's pretty trustworthy in the clutch. Is he, what did he say, he's, twice? He's twice as clutch I, as Jason. Look, say that right now, Jones. Probably, Jason Tatum is not as clutch as Derek White. Derek White is twice as clutch. Don't, don't say he's going to isolate it and play it against I, I don't think we should be laughing about Derek White and how he plays in the clutch. I think he plays pretty well in the clutch. Uh, David is in the car. Go ahead, David. Uh, good afternoon, guys. So, on the Celtics. I'm actually very concerned. You know, I know we're praising them like they're going to be in the finals. It's almost very like concerned. we're thinking this is a short thing. I actually am leaning. This is going to be like the Boston Bruins um, before. You know, great season, no. great team. Hang it up. Hang it up. Hang up on David. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, David, go. I'm, I'm serious, guys. Don't don't be so sure that this is going to happen. I, I actually don't great. feel good about it. I don't. This Based where, on what? Because okay, they is, lost last night? This is where I feel I can't win personally, where it's like, oh, you're so negative all the time. Then I pick a team to win, and it's like, well, I don't think like it's such a shot. It's like, well, I, what, what, am I, what am I supposed to do? Well, you're Dave, right, Jones. Dave is, Jones, Jones you're, really, in the end, so. you're really the victim. That, I am. Thank yeah. you. I am the victim on this one. It's <laughs> can't like, win. I just, and, just and, like the Celtics in the finals. And like the he Celtics, wasn't scolding you for being negative. He thinks they're going to choke. No, I get that, but he's right. well. He, but he is scolding us for saying don't think it's a sure thing. Like no one said it's. A, I don't think it's a sure thing. But if you're asking me to pick it, I I would pick them. I would Mego wager on them. And so I I think they're gonna win. But like it's of course it's not a guarantee. It's not a lock. It's a prediction. It's how I feel. They should be the best team in the league. But I have felt that way before, and they've let us down before. And if they do it again, why? I uh, David isn't David a big? He's a big Missoula defender, isn't he? Is which, he? which in some ways I respect because it it should be put on the players, and this is interesting. This is an interesting result. I'm surprised there's so much coaching votes. Right. So forty three percent think it's coaching, which means forty three percent of you are just saying it's not the players. I mean, effectively. I mean, I I know you might put it on them somewhere, but you're saying Missoula's a bigger issue than the players out there on the court. And I guess, I guess I have an issue with that somewhere along the line. I have an issue with the idea that the coach can even prevent a team that's good enough from winning the championship. No, like, no, because they can. A coach well, can get in the way. If they're really, really, like, have no idea what they're doing. But if you're the Warriors with Kevin Durant, like, it didn't matter who the coach of that team was. Well, no, I, I mean, look, I, I agree. That's At some an point, they showed it because they won it with two, two different guys. At some point, talent should win out. And, look, this team has had a lot of different coaches, and they continue to come up short. But 40, that's a big number, blaming the coach and saying that's not it's not the players. I agree. It's too, it's too high of a number. I don't think it's surprising. That's the Mego Super PAC. I, 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 know, I know. They thought they knew how Mego was going to vote. They thought they thought they had a red, and that's why they're voting at such a high clip. I'm just unpredictable that way. But I think it's because they watched Missoula last year, and even casual fans who maybe don't watch a lot of regular season games watch the playoffs, and what's stuck in their head is probably, oh, the timeout thing. And he gets cute with the lineups that he puts out there at times. And those are the things that are going to crush them. I don't know. I, I just don't think that those are the things that are going to crush them. I think what we've seen them seen crush them in the past is when they go up against a team that is equally as talented as them on the floor, but is more mature, more accomplished, and more confident throughout an entire series. In and theory, that's, that's where the Bucks concern me. Well, and in theory, that's where Holiday should help, right? Especially right. especially yeah. against the but Bucks. Holiday's like the third guy at best no, no, on but, the team. But I'm saying, but but especially against the Bucks, Probably the fourth. With an axe to grind, 
that that should be he might be he might, might be the fifth. I was just yeah. gonna say he might be the fifth. Well, but that's what I mean. Like it's okay, it's but tough. But I I'm hoping as the one guy who's actually won something, that's where that will come into play, especially against a team he has an axe to grind against uh, in the Bucks. Kelvin is in Methuen. Go ahead. Guys, I'm really disappointed. Yesterday, I really find out it's all numbers. Nobody was injured, and the line was minus three. And the game almost tied at the end. That line went plus 1,400 if you pick the Celtics to win. Uh, well, we, uh, we picked we pick the Celtics to cover and the over is what we did. So I over so hit. This is a, yeah, Arkan did hit. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't do so hot in my pick last night. We'll I didn't get to do that. well either. We'll get to that in bet roulette. No, 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 you had the Celtics winning and covering. So... I, well, that's a that's a gambling bitch is what that was from him. He, I, he's, he's worried about his line. Uh, or is he saying that Vegas knew something about these two teams? Like, I, I don't know. The line went down at the last second. The Thunder don't suck. The Celtics are they're, still favorites. They're a very good team. Yeah. No, no. The, no, the Thunder, this is why I'm not coming in kicking and screaming today. If this was some crap team, I would come in kicking and screaming. But, you know, if you want to have a little bit of a complaint, look at those teams out west. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to OKC. And, like, now we're talking really big picture and June far away, six months away. But how do they match up against young athletic teams who have an opportunity to make additions? Like, I don't think we expect the Celtics to make a big move at the deadline. OKC has picks falling out of their backside. We were talking about this off the air yesterday about Minnesota. They should get that looked at. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Minnesota, I-, I think, should move Carl Anthony Towns. Like, I think that's a big trade chip they had that would make their remake their team on the fly. But... I think those two teams have a big chance to improve, and I think the Celtics could improve on the margins. There's not a lot of improvement they need to make. Can I throw something out there yes. with the Celtics in particular? Sure. And you mentioned this earlier about their third quarters, and I know that here's the Missoula. Here's the Missoula. Missoula's right, here no Missoula's been asked about this, and he downplayed it a little bit a couple weeks ago. I just went through as a weirdo today every single one of their losses, and this is not a big surprise. But every single one of their losses, except for the loss to the Warriors, every single loss has come in the third quarter. They've been outscored substantially in the third quarter in every single loss. And I think that that's telling because that is, what are you doing during halftime? Yep. What is the communication from the coach during halftime? So say it. Why is your team coming out sluggish or ineffective or the other side is coming out with a revamped game plan that you don't seem prepared for when you take the floor in the third quarter? Uh Uh-huh. Why? It's something to keep an eye on. Okay, but what? Thank you. <laughs> I knew she couldn't resist. What? The numbers don't lie. No, I'm, I'm looking well, at this. It's one game, one loss. The Warriors that, and they were they. That is a reflection that's of poor coaching. The only third quarter that they didn't uh, get outscored in. That's a reflection of coaching. Third quarters are a reflection of coaching. I agree, but largely they had cleaned that up going into the OKC game yeah, last night. Their third quarters have been great over the win streak. So look, and I I don't have a lot of gripes about Missoula specifically last night. He bitched about more missed layups, which I feel like he just thinks is like a fluky outlier statistic when they miss layups. And so that bothered me a little bit in his post game. And, you know, on top of that, I, I the, the Peyton Pritchard thing, maybe he stuck with him too long, but I like that button pushing. And I think that's part of the benefit of Smart being gone. There's no giant stature on this team with a role player who you can't sit down. Drew Holiday's a role player. They sat him down because Pritchard was giving them more. So I think that's a good thing. I thought Missoula had a good night, and he might get in the way of a title. I would not have him number one on the list. Uh, you guys continue, continue to vote at Jones I'm and I'm talking Mego. myself back into yeah, it. No, I know you are. I can hear it. What's the main issue standing in the way of a Celtics championship? Individual agendas, coaching, the Bucks, or how Tatum and Brown fit together? Continue to vote there. We'll get to more of your Celtics phone calls, but the Bruins also played last night, Mego. This is a team that won last night that we're going to talk about. They've won four in a row. Should they be all in at the deadline? 
for the second year in a row because last year they were all in. That was a team that made a bunch of moves. That was a, a team that was on a historic run. They were all in. Should they do it again? Will they do it again? With all your Celtics phone calls next. Arkin is so emotional. He's like Mama Bear. You're Mama Bear for this team. I like Jones and the Mama Bears. It's Jones and the Mama Bears. Jones and the Mama Bears here on WEEI. We got the phone calls. 617 on WEEI. The Bruins win in Columbus. 4-1. James Van Riemsdyk with a three-point night. And Lena Solmark stones the Blue Jackets 25 times on 26 shots. Hey, the Bruins won last night. Make it four in a row for the Bees. Yeah, you only talk about the Bruins after they win. Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, look, uh, guilty as charged. I like talking about losses. Uh, but the Bruins have 52 points in 36 games. I believe that's the most. 52 points the most in the NHL. And they've done it in fewer games than, you know, teams out west like Colorado, who has 51 and 38. Vancouver, 51 and 37. I hate the way you say that, State. Colorado. 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 Whatever. Colorado. As the Colorado guy, how do you feel about that, Arkan? I don't care. Arcan, you don't care? Arkan has no allegiance I'm to I'm not from Colorado. He has no allegiance to Colorado. That's true. None. He doesn't care about them at all. He doesn't believe. He doesn't believe in... Did I, tell, did I say this on the air yesterday? I think I did. Fourier yelled at me about continuing to bring up Dion. Oh, really? As a potential Belichick replacement. Well, I guess Fourier doesn't care about Colorado either. Well, no, I, I don't, I'm not sure he does. And so so when it comes to... Uh, Johnny come lately over just, here. Just, uh, look, I have no idea if he's going to be good in the NFL or not, but just wait until he gets a job in the NFL. I'm going to say probably not. You don't think he's going to get a job in the NFL? No, no, no. I think he will, but I don't think he'll be good. Okay, fine. We'll see. But he's getting a job. That man will get a job in the NFL. F- it was a fun journey, though, last season for, like, the first couple weeks. Uh, he's uh, Look, they're not linked to him, so he's not a realistic pick, but, like, I- I'm still interested in Dion. Neither here nor there. <laughs> so the Bruins are the best team again in the NHL. They had a little blip going into the holiday break. They're the best team in the NHL. Somehow, without Bergeron and Krejci, they are the best team in the NHL. Weird. And so I'm wondering if... Don Sweeney has the approval of ownership and even on his own merits, he and Cam Neely decide they want to go out and add again at the trade deadline this year, the way they did a year ago. They should. They absolutely should. Last year, they went out and made all these big moves and I think they helped the team in the meantime. I do. It didn't put them over the top. It couldn't even get them out of the first round. But I like that attitude. I like that approach. I would never rethink how the Bruins approached the deadline last year. I love, love, loved it. I hope they have the authority to do it again. I hope ownership will allow them to do it again. And I hope Don Sweeney, if he has the thumbs up to do it, will do it again. And I hope he's not looking at this like, well, it's just a lucky run and a lucky start, and we don't have Bergeron, and we don't have Krejci, and it's a bridge year, and we gave up all those picks a year ago, and we have some kids coming up now, and you're in it. Right now, you're the best team in the NHL. I don't know if they're the odds-on favorite to win the Cup. My guess might be it's the Rangers or someone else. I don't know the answer to that. I should have double-checked before the show. But you're in it. You have a chance to win it. So that should be their approach at the trade deadline again, right? So what are you sending out is the big question to me because Grizzlick, I think DeBrusque, young players. Like I don't, a lot of draft picks. Yeah, a them. backup goalie. I don't know. Like I was talking about okay. last year. I th- so like I th- a lot I, of stuff. That's where I want to go with this because who's the backup goalie at this point? I think they still Allmark. treat it. Okay, you listen to how uh, Jack Edwards talks about Olmark 
in that game that the sound that we just played from the game last night, though, against Columbus, it's like everybody still seems really hung up on Olmark, the Vesna winner. Oh, it's Olmark. It's Olmark. You look at Olmark's well, they're numbers. All, they're all dumb. He's come back down to earth. Yes. Compared to last year. No. His stats look almost exactly like every other season huh. that he's had. That's weird. The including Sabres, with the Sabres, the Sabres compared goalie to last year. Who sucks in the playoffs has come back to earth. That's weird. Uh, who could have who on, on earth possibly could have seen that so coming? I, end, I know that he has Wiggy, some, I think. He no, has No, he wanted to trade Swayman. He has trade restrictions on his contract with a number of teams, but he is a five million dollar cap hit. And so if you can move him, just move him. Just move him. Like, why do you need this insurance policy with the goalie rotation that didn't work last year after the regular season? Because, oh, guess what? In the playoffs, everybody still believes that you still have to ride with a goalie. And so I know Swayman is young and you've got your own contract negotiations. You need to go through with him. But for this year, to me, if you're going to be looking towards the playoffs in a serious way and trying to go further than just wild card, I think you seriously have to look into trading, trading Olmark now because I don't, I don't think, think so. he's going to be the same. I don't think he's going to be the same trade chip okay. next year. Thank you. Uh, I have news for you, by the way. If and when they trade Olmark, they probably won't because they're wusses. They should have done it last year. And I see this in the Twitch chat. I was just looking this up myself. The, uh, Swayman is third in the NHL in goals against. He's second in save percentage. He's your number one goalie. I don't care how people talk about Allmark or that he won the, the Vesna last year. I don't care. Swayman's your better goalie. He is. He probably was last year. And he remains your better goaltender. Okay? I bet whoever they plug in, some bum from Providence or whomever, or they find somebody off the scrap heap to be a backup, I bet they'll put up good numbers in this system too. Because goalies for Uh-oh, like... A, are you saying they're system goalies? No, I'm just saying that like this system does a good job with or without Patrice Bergeron of preventing goals. And so I bet the next guy they plug in can put up similar numbers to Omark and Swayman's your guy and you should lean on him anyway. But I don't mean to rehash the same take from a year ago, which I was right about. I, w- I just want to see if they're going to make a move, Arkan. It doesn't have to be a backup goalie. I'd probably start there. But Grizzlick, DeBrusque, uh, prospects, like, they should be making another move to be all in this year, right? They shouldn't treat it like a bridge year and say, well, we were all in last year and it didn't work, so we're not going to do it this year. No, I agree. I think that this is a good time to sort of strike the whole uncertainty of, well, can this team still be as good as they were? And they're not as good as they were last year, but can they still be a top team in the whole league? Last year, I mean, they were, in terms of, like, the regular season, they were the best team yeah. of all time. And then, so, they, lost, I mean, then not... they lost to Florida. Okay, so, like, Jones, I'm not talking about when they lost I, to Florida. I I'm just talking about but, right now. But, like, Uh-oh. this this team can go on a deeper run than last Get year. Em. I hope they do, and I think that they probably I bet they will. will because you can't – I mean, they went one round. <laughs> How can they not? And we're out here. But I guess the, well, they the exactly. thing is – They could match it, yeah. They did use, I think, both first-round draft picks uh, this year's and, and next year's to get Bertuzzi and Orloff and Hathaway or whatever at the deadline last year. So it is going to have to be players, and they're going to have to be careful with that because they're still good, and sort of disrupting that could be a problem. And I don't think it was a huge issue last year. You brought in guys that I think in the case of Orloff, even though he didn't be set all the time, he's like, I can't wait to get out of here. Uh, and Bertuzzi, you know, they did play well in the system, and they did contribute. They did. So it's not like they came here and everything fell apart. But you also need to sort of remember you don't have the same kind of leadership. Now, as far as the goalies Uh-oh. go, as far as as the goalies Merci go, you don't. Patrice. I'm sorry, you don't. One more, I'm sorry, Ryan. One more time. Merci, Patrice. Yes, Merci that's beaucoup. Right. Yeah. Merci. How could they ever have the best record in the NHL without? Oh, oh, wait, they do. They've had it all year. Weird. As far as the goalies are concerned, what people are going to say is, well, the reason why they're good this year is 
because they're number one in goals against, and that's because they have two good goalies. But they're eighth in goals for, so the whole point of that is, okay, let's balance it out a little bit. Yeah, they're great in goals against, but they're not really like an elite scoring team. So how about you sacrifice some of that goaltending and get some scoring in here and go for something a little more tenable than having two goalies when you can't play two goalies in the playoffs? That's, that's what I think would make more sense. Okay, can I give you one more thing that's bothering me? I read this today. From Nick Goss, Goss, Goss at NBC Sports Boston, Nick Goss. Headline. This I, I fell out of my chair when I read this. Don Sweeney, quote-unquote, crushed free agency. <laughs> okay. Well, both these guys scored last night. In total, the Bruins spent $2.825 million in cap space for Van Riemsdyk, Heinen, and Shattenkirk over the summer. All three of them scored last night. These players, they did. Huh. All uh, These players have combined to score 17 goals with 31 assists in 36 games. It's the kind of value that would make former Oakland A's GM and Moneyball wizard Billy Bean proud. All three sound like beer labels. <laughs> right now, let me Heinen, Van Riemsdyk, and Shatton, they kind of do. Timely with the Moneyball reference. Too, yeah, right no, right, right on the nose. Uh, right now, <laughs> Sweeney is dominating the free agent scoreboard. Is he? In comparison to many of his peers. Do not, this is what bothers me about it. Like, whatever, the take is the take. That's fine, Nick Goss. Don't count on those. Don't, like, don't count on Van Riemsdyk and Heinen and uh, uh, Shattenkirk to carry you for the rest of it. You need to go out and supplement and make a move like Orloff or make a move like you did last year at the deadline. And I hope they do. Ryan just dropped in. They don't have a first-round pick till 2025. Yeah. I don't care. Trade that one. Trade prospects. They should be all in on this year again, just like they were a year ago, because I think they have a chance to win it. Yeah, well, uh, but to that point, like what Arkan was just saying, I'm not sure that they have that much to send out to get to make a bold move like that unless you're sending out roster players. And I very much co-sign on Arkan's take about sending out the goaltending and maybe another piece to get something more uh, in for your scoring arsenal. But aside from that, like, okay, you can send out your 2025 first-round pick, but you're starting to really dig deeper into the future for a team that is yeah. really good, but I, I just can't stop thinking about last season when they were historical and they just blew their way out in I the guess, first round. I guess what I'm saying, I don't think those trades are why they lost in the first round. I think their their DNA has been off for a decade. And so they haven't won anything for a while, and they tend to choke in big spots. Well, you think it's Bergeron. I mean, I and think now that Bergeron is gone, I think he's a big part of it. Aggressive? No, no, I just think, I don't think they lost because they went all in last year. Like, I think that helped them last year. And so I think they should do it again. That's all. And I'll worry about prospects in three years. I'm not worried about them right now. They have a chance to win it. 617-779-7937. The Marshand window is closing. And you got to go all That's in. true. Yeah. The Marshand window is closing. That's, that's a good point, Arkan. That's where your heart is. Should this team be all in? Will they be all in? Uh, does Sweeney have the autonomy to do that at the deadline? You could jump in there along with all your Celtics phone calls. And we'll get back to the Patriots. Dan Orlovsky standing by at 330 for his weekly appearance. We'll ask him about, of course, the future of Bill, if he's heard anything, shoe sniffing and pancake eating off the ground, all those good things. If you've seen him in the news the last day or so, I I'm still wondering what Robert Kraft is waiting for when it comes to Bill Belichick. Let's get to that with your phone calls next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.